here's your host, Mark Moses. Good afternoon and welcome. Welcome indeed to, yes, a Monday edition of the Moses Show, the Mark Moses Show, right here on 107.9 FM, 1560 AM, anywhere you listen online and podcast as well. Let's get right into it. I woke up this morning and the first thought in my mind was this. Could you imagine being a Detroit Lions fan right now or a Baltimore Ravens fan or a Niners fan or a Chiefs fan? Oh, this is a good week. If you are a fan of those four teams, oh, it's the best because nothing's getting done this week. Nothing like, oh, well, you know. Got to work ahead on those TPS reports or, oh, you know, we got that game on a Thursday for little Timmy. No, no. When's kickoff on Sunday? That's what I'm feeling right now. If you're a Lions fan, you haven't been in this situation since 1991. You're in the NFC championship game. You're on championship Sunday. You're going to take on the San Francisco 49ers. You haven't felt this for over 30 years. It's all on your mind. It's all you're thinking about. Remember that old skit on Saturday Night Live where it's, you know, the super fans, where it's the Bears fans, and you know, they're at the they're at the restaurant, they're eating the Polish sausage and they're drinking the beer. And there's that part where someone starts talking to Chris Farley, rest in peace, one of the best of all time. And I always think about this. And this people catch me doing this as well. Someone's trying to talk to Chris Farley in the skit. And he's like, yeah, and he's listening. And then they they play the inner monologue. And all he's thinking is bears, 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 bears. That's what it's like right now. Like my good friend Alan Slaughterzinski with Brevard Sports Network. If you've listened to the show, he comes on every Tuesday. He does a great job with his his brand. He is the biggest Baltimore Ravens fan. And honestly, in this country, if you go New York to California, How many actual Baltimore Ravens fans do you meet? You don't find them in New Mexico and Illinois. I'm sorry, you don't. So when you meet Allen, you know he's from Maryland. You know he's from Baltimore. You know right away. I'm so jealous of him because I know he's waking up this morning and he's like, look, we need to do this, this, and this to stop the Chiefs and get back to the Super Bowl. Nothing's getting done. He could put on this fake face where he's smiling and he's pretending, oh, yeah, I got to do this on Tuesday, and I got to do that on Thursday. No. He's thinking about Sunday, and I don't blame him. That's what I thought about this morning. I'm jealous. I've been in this situation as a fan where we're one game away from the Super Bowl. It's the best. And when you know it, you know it. We got a chance. Let's go. And there's a part of me. I don't feel that way when I'm following my basketball team or my baseball team or my hockey team. I haven't passed, but it just feels like the NFL's at a whole other level, especially to me. I just, it's my favorite sport. I grew up with it. My family had season tickets to an NFL team. I'm very fortunate that I got to say that that was part of my childhood, but like I've been there. I know that feeling. I want it again. I want it kind of like being in love, being in love with someone you care about. It's a great feeling. And then you lose it and you're like, oh, got to get it back. Got to find it. I got to. It's like a drug. Really? It's a drug. I love it. And it's it. It's go time. 
It is go time. So you're a Detroit Lions fan. You have been the lovable losers. You've been the Chicago Cubs of football. You have been the doormat. You've been the punching line. 0-16. Everyone knows that. When you say 0-16, you think of the Detroit Lions. And they got a chance on Sunday to go to San Francisco, even though it's played in Santa Clara, and they got a chance to win that game, a game they can win, and get to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Just forget it. Forget about anything else going on. This is it. I made a joke with my friend Garrett Gordon, who lives there in Kansas City, where it's like, look, when the game comes up on Sunday, you can go rob the the different establishments in town. You could go into a store, smash the windows, whatever. I don't condone it. But everyone's like, hey, I'm watching the game. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. You go to Detroit on Sunday, Sunday night. It's going to be completely empty in the streets. Because everyone's going to be in front of a television watching that game. Everyone. And I don't care if you're, oh, I don't really like sports. Shut your mouth. You're going to sit down with the rest of your family and friends. And we're all going to watch this together. Because this is the biggest moment in the history of this city. It is. Think about that. They have the Detroit Red Wings. I can't even say it right. Red Wings. There we go. you got to make sure I say that correct. Pistons. Both those teams have won championships. Tigers won a championship in the 80s. They've won the pennant a couple times since then. Right? No, no, no. This is the Lions we're talking about. This is it. This is it. It's going to be fascinating. Fascinating! I woke up, and I was thinking about that, and here's the other point. Those stupid Kansas City Chiefs, they won again. They won again. And again, I'm not a Chiefs fan. I'm not a Ravens fan. But this morning, in bed, I know, ladies, I'm bringing you there. I'm in bed, and I'm thinking, okay, what do the Ravens need to do correctly that the Bills did wrong last night? Where did the Bills fail again three times in four years in the postseason against Kansas City? They failed. What can Baltimore do correctly? What mistakes did Buffalo make that Baltimore can correct and win that game and go to the Super Bowl? That's what I was thinking about this morning. I'm not not Bills, not Love Life, not what I'm going to eat later. Hey, how's my cousin doing? No! I'm sitting there like I'm John Harbaugh. What can we do to stop the Kansas City Chiefs? That's what I was thinking about. And it it appears, this sounds like it's some like fighting game that I'll play on PlayStation. Who's the last man standing in the AFC to stop the Chiefs? Mr. Lamar Jackson. What can he do that Josh Allen couldn't do yesterday? It's up to him. And when you think about in the history of the NFL, an underdog. Who's an underdog? It's Lamar Jackson. And here's why. That guy's from South Florida. He was an amazing high school athlete. He should have been the starting quarterback for the Miami Hurricanes, the Florida Gators, or the Florida State Seminoles. Or UCF. He should have been the starting. It's ridiculous to think in hindsight how he did not play at a Florida school, being a guy from South Florida, and was not the starting quarterback of one of the big teams in this state. And helping them go win a conference championship or make a playoff. Any of that stuff. It's ridiculous. And I get it. I get it. He went to Louisville. That was his opportunity. But the fact that he was not a starting quarterback in the state of Florida is embarrassing to the state of Florida. He is the real deal. And he's going to make the Hall of Fame one day for the Professional Football League. The Pro Football Hall of Fame. He's going there. 
He goes to Louisville. Still, there's doubters. He finally gets his chance, and he puts up Madden-like video game numbers. Remember, he embarrassed. He really got on the scene. Was it 16 when he just destroyed the Florida State Seminoles there in Louisville? Won a Heisman Trophy. Put Louisville football on the map. Underdog proves people wrong. Then he goes in the NFL draft after putting up the greatest numbers you've ever seen. Goes to the draft. What happens? What happens? There are multiple NFL franchises that said, this guy's not good enough to be an NFL quarterback. And there was the suggestion, maybe he should change to another position to play in the NFL. He said, no, I'm a quarterback. He bet on himself. And this is one thing you always learn about life. You just need one person to take a chance on you. The Baltimore Ravens traded back into round one. What was it? 31-32 overall. And took a chance on Lamar Jackson. One team. So that means that 31 other teams said he's not good enough to be a quarterback in the NFL. He goes out there. They give up on Joe Flacco. They put him in. He's been the starter ever since. He won the MVP in 2019. And he's been one of the best players in the NFL. But then it doesn't end. Because then, this past offseason, the Ravens are like, oh, well, if you just want to, you know, go go shop around, see what you can get. All right, and maybe we'll match it. There was an opportunity there. Still, Heisman Trophy, first-round pick, MVP, Pro Bowler, Icon, all these things. The Ravens, the team that believed him, decided, you know what, go test the market, see what you got. See what you can do. And then every other team in the NFL. Now I get it. It'd be a lot to get him. You trade for him. You sign him. And then you have to give up a bunch of picks to Baltimore. But you have teams in the NFL that said, nah, whatever. The Jets. The Panthers. The Falcons. All these teams could have gotten Lamar Jackson and said no. So even today. Today. After everything he did. Still an underdog. It is. Still an underdog in the NFL. And he's the guy, if you're writing a script to a movie, he's the guy. He might be the one where Josh Allen failed. Maybe he's the guy that gets over the hump and finally slays the dragon of the Kansas City Chiefs after the last five years of football. It's remarkable to think about. He could be the guy. And I love Baltimore where in that first half, Texans are playing them tight. They get the punt return. They score. It's 10-10 into halftime. And I love what the Ravens did as the one seed. Coming off multiple week by. Who we kidding here? They didn't really play in week 18. And that loss to Pittsburgh. They said, look, we're getting back to basics. We're going to run the ball. We're going to stop the run. And Lamar Jackson's going to make some plays. And we're going to get back to meat and potatoes type football. And that's what they did. And they hammered the Texans. And the Texans did not score an offensive touchdowns in four quarters of football. And they said, we're the best team in the NFL. We're going to make sure that it goes through us, and we're going to go to the Super Bowl. That's what it felt like. That's why I can't wait. I can't wait for Sunday. It's going to be awesome. It really is. And last night, that was one of those moments where I've, you know, I've been talking the last 10 minutes about the highs. Oh, that's the lows. What's the cliche comment you always hear from fans, coaches, and players where you don't always remember the wins, but you remember the bad losses? Oh, yeah. That was, if you're a Buffalo fan, that was one of those 
like, hey, we lost four Super Bowls in a row type loss. Because this was it. You're finally at home. You finally have everything ready to go. The fan base, the city, even the television broadcast. Everyone is on your side. National casual NFL fans. Everyone's going for Buffalo. Everything's right there for you to win. All you got to do is land the plane and you're going on and taking on Baltimore. All you got to do, just just play your game. Don't screw up and you're going to win. And they could make the landing. Look, who we can. It reminds me of the election in 2016. Hillary was right there. Right there. All she had to do, land the plane, she'd be the president. And then screwed it up with about 48 hours to go. That's literally what, 48 hours to go. Here's the emails. Here's Anthony Weiner. She couldn't land it. That's like the Buffalo Bills. She couldn't finish. That's exactly what happened. Buffalo's right there. And everyone's having this debate. All right, is Josh Allen good? Is he bad? Yeah, No, no. Josh Allen is a good quarterback. He is not clutch. When you really need a win, when it's go time, put up or shut up time, he can get you there, but he can't win the big game. That's what it is. Right? And you look at the history of the NFL. Hey, Peyton Manning, 98, didn't win the Super Bowl until 2006. He couldn't get through New England. He couldn't do it. That's what I think about Josh Allen. It kind of reminds me of the Bills as of today. Reminds me of you looked at Tampa Bay under Tony Dungy, late 90s, early 2000s, where they're there in the playoffs. They got all this young talent. They're getting in the right direction. They're almost there. And then he couldn't get them over the hump. And Tony Dungy's a great coach. He's in the Hall of Fame. Couldn't get it done with Tampa Bay. Don't kid yourself. I I know the history tries to rewrite itself where you think Dungy won the Super Bowl. No! They fired him. Then they traded a first-round pick, got John Gruden from the Raiders, and that got them over the hump, and they won the Super Bowl. John Gruden's the reason they won the Super Bowl. Not Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy helped them get there, and John Gruden got him over the hump. That's why if I'm Buffalo, I'm sorry. Today, you cry, you mourn your loss. You have to fire McDermott. You have to. You, I'm sorry. He got you as far as he could. You fire him, then you bring someone else. Hell, you could bring in Bill Belichick if you want. He's available. I know that would be some type of like, you know, WWE Monday Night Raw type move. But, hey, you're close if you're Buffalo, but you can't get over the hump. You can't. And if you if you are on the air today and you're blaming the kicker for Buffalo, then you know nothing about football. That was, across the board, organizational fail. You had the game. It was right there. You couldn't land it after a while. You couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. And there was that play where Josh Allen had his guy in the end zone. I know there's heavy pressure. He missed him. It's just sad. It is. Buffalo, I mean, I feel for you. I've been there. I've lost horrible games as well. I that that those scars are with you forever, man. I I mean the four Super Bowl losses thirty years ago. Now you can't get over the hump. You can't beat Kansas City. You can't. You just they're in your head. It, it's like the I know I have so many analogies for the Open. It's like in the nineties in basketball, there were so many teams in the Eastern Conference: the Pacers, the Hornets. The New York Knicks, Atlanta Hawks, there's all these teams. They got great teams. 
But the Bulls had Jordan. And Jordan, know, he knew what to do. And he could rip your heart out right there in the playoffs. That's what Mahomes does. Mahomes knows how to win. You saw it on the field. You saw it. One team doesn't know how to win. The other one knows how to win too easily. And that's what New England used to do with Tom Brady. And now you see Andy Reid with his quarterback. They know how to win. They know. I'm telling you, fourth quarter, there's this weird feeling the Bills are just, hey, we got this. We're going to win. And you look at the scoreboard and you're like, no, they're losing. They're not winning. What? What is this exactly? No, they're, yeah, they're going to screw this up. And they did. And they did. That was good. And then the Lions won, which is still shocking. Goff is the man. Buccaneers played good. They didn't play great. I still don't understand how they're even in this position. And they almost won that game yesterday. Couldn't get it done, though. And the Lions move on. Bucks had a good a good season. We're going to break it down all afternoon. Right? Don't worry. Anthony Knockreiner is going to join me here in about five minutes. Luke Easterling live on the phone, 4 o'clock. We're going to break down Buccaneers football, where they had chances yesterday. And it, it just felt like when Jamel Dean from Coco High School, when he got injured in that second half, that's when there was blood in the water and the Lions capitalized on the problems with the Bucks defense late. Couldn't get a pass rush. Problems with the secondary when Dean went down. And the Lions made plays. They did. And I'm sorry, that... um. That two-point conversion by the Buccaneers, you're down 14, score six. You go for two is one of the stupidest things I've ever seen in my life. I don't care. Stop with the analytics. That was beyond stupid. Because you should have gotten the ball back two minutes ago, down seven, not eight. I I, I don't understand. I, I don't get it. And then there was pass interference on the play anyway for the two-point conversion. It's that. And then you go back. I'm, I know I'm a hater, but... uh. Thank God San Francisco won that game. Green Bay should have won. But as usual, and I put this on Facebook if you follow me. Um, this is very, very important. The Packers were put on this planet, Earth, to do two things. Number one, embarrass my Bears in the regular season. And number two, blow big playoff games. That's what the Packers do every single year. And it appears when they change quarterbacks, it's still the same thing. Green Bay should be in the NFC Championship game, but they're not. And people were dogging Brock Purdy for three hours, saying he's not that good. Well, guess what? Brock Purdy, with the game on the line, went down the field and scored a touchdown and won the game. Something Josh Allen did not do. That happened. It was a great weekend. I Honestly, I think the Magic beat the Heat last night. I don't know. I, I don't know who the hell's watching that. I love the Magic. But I'm watching these playoff games, right? And I I was exhausted by last night, I don't even have a horse in the race. But by the fourth game, I'm like, all right, this has to end after a while. There's so much high drama. It's so exciting. And that's why divisional round Saturday, Sunday is just so amazing. It is. And finally, this Saturday coming up, no football. All right, I'm going to take a break. Maybe I'll go outside and walk around for a minute. Maybe I'll do that. We're going to break it down all day long and all week long. Oh, it's going to be fun. And don't forget, we will bet Fish Lips Waterfront Barn Grill coming up February 11th for the big game. That's going to be fun. But we're not there yet because what's today? 22nd of January. Championship Sunday is now set. It is going to be the Lions at the 49ers and the Chiefs at the Ravens. Who 
are your picks to go to the Super Bowl? Me? I am taking the Ravens to take on the Detroit Lions for the Super Bowl coming up February 11th there in Las Vegas. That is my official pick. That's what I'm going with. We'll go to break. We'll come back. Anthony Knockreiner, the best in the business here in Brevard County when it comes to talking Buccaneers football. He'll join us next. We'll get his thoughts. Why did the Bucks fail yesterday there in Detroit? We'll break it down. Five minutes here on the show.